Hello. Hi, buddies. We're What's here. going on out there? Welcome back to The Gripe. I know it's been two weeks. For some of you. <laughs> yeah, but our numbers were low this week. So I think everybody was missing us. Um. Yeah, so what happened? Oh, my real life shit that I alluded to on Instagram. <laughs> did you see that, by the way? I saw it, yeah. You didn't like it. I didn't. I don't think so. I thought I did. Um, You guys... I got burgled, not once, but twice. By the Hamburglar? <laughs> so let's get back to the heart of the matter. A couple weeks ago, October 12th to be precise, we came into my office and we had been broken into and things were stolen. And you always think that, you know, once you've been burgled, you will not be burgled again. However, that's not the case. Not in this case. No, because on the morning of October 16th, I came back into my office and we had been burgled again. And this time they had kind of like had a field day in the office. Like there were papers strewn everywhere. They had ripped open my filing cabinet that I had, you know, closed and locked. Um, So that's broken. And they stole my stationery box that Kai gave to me for Christmas last year. That is hurtful as fuck. Well, and the other thing about that is, is like I had added cards and stuff to that box. Mm. So it like wasn't just the things that you had given me. Right. You accumulated some stuff. I had accumulated cards, stamps. Like what are stamps on the black market? (laughs) You know, on the dark web. I think in prison, like there are values like super high up there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like one stamp equals like five ramen noodles. That kind of (laughs) shit. You know. So the first time we got robbed, I was like, okay, this just happens. You know, it's people get robbed. But the second time it happened, and it seemed especially that they were taking joy and messing up my stuff. Oh, God. I was like, is this somebody that we know? Mm-hmm. Like, it felt personal. Is somebody out to me. get me? That's what I thought. And you thought it, too. I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had a suspect list that I submitted to, too. <laughs> so I texted you on Tuesday morning. That was the second burglary. And I was like, I can't. We've been, you know, robbed again. I can't do the gripe today. Mm-hmm. It was a very Kim Kardashian moment. Like, you had been held up at gunpoint on the streets of Paris. <laughs> So you called me, and I couldn't even talk. I was so upset. Yeah. I was very... Well, understandably so. Because I was like, now this person has come back. And what I was really freaking out about, like what I was getting in my anxiety spiral about was they had stolen mail from me that had my home address on it. Uh-huh. And what's that address again? <laughs> and I was like, these people are going to come to my house. And what I was really concerned about was that they were going to kidnap Charlotte while we were asleep <laughs> and hold her for ransom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and like, I know that maybe she's, that... She's a child of, of a mogul family. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that does sound like it makes a lot of sense. But these were like real fears uh, yes, that I was having. running through your brain. And what was even, what was compounding it was the fact that I was supposed to go out of town on Wednesday. And I, I, I felt like I couldn't trust Aaron to like, <laughs> this is how I really felt, that I couldn't trust Aaron to like make sure that Charlotte wasn't kidnapped in the middle of the night. I'm like, because you're... He's going to be dead asleep. That child yes. will be taken. He'll yes. be snoring his way. Yes. <laughs> the night. And so I was like, when Lord. I'm gone, 
You need to have Charlotte sleep in bed with you. You need to sleep light. Easy. Sleep light. Yeah, basically don't sleep. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, Charlotte needs to sleep in the bedroom with you. And we went to Home Depot to get those door motion alarms. Mm-hmm. So if a door opens from the outside, He's it's alerted. a wild alarm. <laughs> like, I talked to other people and I said, I know that this sounds crazy that I felt this way, but they were all like, no, Allison, like you had just been burgled not once, right. but twice. And so it makes sense. Now your peace of mind was shook. Everything was shook. Yeah. Um, but I was brave and I took my trip. Like I said to you, you're so brave. You're so brave for going <laughs> on your trip. So, but I guys, I thought about not going. I was like, there's just too much going on here. I gotta stay here. I gotta protect my family. Aaron's like, Allison, what, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Because exactly. I told him, I was like, I think I need to stay here. Well, I mean, you are handy with those nunchucks, right? I'm the protector of the family. And he was like, Yeah, you and Bella. Who can, Bella cannot <laughs> even hear see. anything. Crashing into walls when a burglar is inside your house. <laughs> you are so rude. Yeah, she's funny. <laughs> Bella, whom we speak of, is my almost 13-year-old Cocker Spaniel, mm-hmm. and she's pretty much like, she really can't hear and she can't see, um, so that's why Kai's being hateful. She's like a, like, a live pound puppy. Yeah, she's here at the <laughs> office with us today. Um, but yeah, and I told Aaron, I was like, if anything happened to you and Charlotte, like, if you got murdered, I would just want to be murdered, too. Oh <laughs> What would I what would I do as the last mm, living member Allison, of the Shirts family? That's love. Nothing. <laughs> that's love. I might as well be murdered. <laughs> well, I'm glad that that didn't play out. Yeah, nobody's been murdered thus far. Lord. I know you love a true crime. You'd be all <laughs> up in there. I would be. I'd be investigating until I got to the bottom of who done this. And then that would be a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on your building... There are, yeah. uh, there's like a picture flyer of the two um, burglars that broke in here. And it's not anybody I know, thank God. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so your landlord like put that shit out there. Yeah. It's so funny. The landlord was like, uh, he came in the, after the first uh, break in. He said, do you have any... Um, people that don't like you. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, plenty. Have you met me? Yeah, I have a ton of people that don't like me. Where do I even start? <laughs> it's like a scroll of suspect lists. Yes. <laughs> you cannot be a woman with an opinion and not have <laughs> people. Enemies. Yes. And I have a target on my back. Okay, They're trying to keep a good woman down. But not today. However, Will not be silenced. However, I have come up with a list of positive things that came from the burglary. Share. Oh, sure. First one is um, I know the difference between being robbed and being burglarized. And being burglarized. Yes. So a robbery is when somebody comes up to you and takes something from your person and says, "Give me all your money." Yes. And he points a weapon at you. And I've been I've been robbed. You have been robbed. Yes, ma'am. I was robbed in downtown Minneapolis. That's scary. It was a, a gang. Oh, a gang? MS-13? I was at a bus stop, bus station. It was in the middle of winter. And I had um, just standing waiting for the bus, going home from work. And uh, this group of guys was walking towards me with handkerchiefs on their face. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Let me get into the bus station. I'm just stupid. So then they trapped me in the bus station, and there was another guy in there as well. So they demanded his bag, 
and he wouldn't give it up, so they beat him up in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, take my fucking bag. What was in your bag? My psychology book, and that's it. Cool, bro. And then they took my leather jacket off of me, mm. and then they left. And then um, the guy got on the bus and left as well. So I was like, oh my God. So I walked to the police station, which is like a block away. And when I was telling them the story of getting robbed, the police officer that was questioning was like, are you in a gang? Oh my God. Is this like gang retaliation? I was like, uh, no. Is he, he racial profiling you? believe me. Yeah, it was He was awful. racial profiling you. Because you look like you would be in a gang. Right? Yeah. With my colored skin and shit. <laughs> yes. I was like 20 years old, I think, at the time. Ugh. Yeah, this fucker. Yeah. So in a burglary is when somebody breaks in and you're not there. Correct. All right, so it's never too late to learn things, guys. Right. This is a positive <laughs> right. from being burglarized. Yes. The second positive is I get to say burgled a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a fun word. But hamburglar is more fun. So I was try that in a sentence. Burgled. <laughs> you were hamburglared. <laughs> I was burgled. I, just, I like burgle. You were hamburgled. <laughs> <laughs> not once but twice um and i haven't really shared with that many people that i was burgled because i'm not the type of person to put like my actual problems mm-hmm. on blast but i'll do it here because it just feels like i'm talking to you <laughs> right um and then the last one was just having more conversations with my coworkers because they keep constantly asking me when they can get their stuff <laughs> That's a positive. <laughs> I'm just like more conversations with my coworkers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being in your own headphones on your own screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. More human interaction. More human interaction with my coworkers. Yeah. Always um, be. What was I gonna say? Yeah. Anyway, that's it. How are you feeling today about stuff? Um, I feel good. You know, we've taken some measures mm-hmm. to tighten up security around here. I noticed the bear traps lying around. Yeah. The jaws of life. Exactly. Going to snap a leg off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had the Seattle police come out and um, they w- did a walkthrough of mm-hmm. our office because the, the, um, the criminals got in two different ways. One was through the front door. And once we secured that, they came in from the roof. <laughs> yeah. They got on the roof, got down on our like deck and broke in another way. So... These things were, like, not to be stopped. But anyway, so now I feel like we're doing all of this stuff, and it's, like, you know, yeah. it's to make ourselves feel safer. Right. But I just – they already took everything, mm-hmm. and they know that we're going to be putting, like, more caution around things. I doubt – I seriously doubt that they'll be back. Right. But whatever. It's all for peace of mind. Right. Totally. You know? And that's priceless, like I told you before. Yes, you told me that when I was telling you about my door motion sensors. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's enough about that. Um, but that's why we didn't record last week because we were in a crisis. A little bit crises mode. Yeah. Um, I would just say like, don't fuck with small businesses, people. It's so messed up. Yeah, I mean, I could understand like if if I was working at, I mean, even Core Power. Core Power got robbed so many times like with their yoga clothes mm-hmm. but it just felt weird that it was like mine and Aaron's stuff and yeah. I was like that's why I thought it was personal right but we learned that it wasn't because there was some other hits in the neighborhood yeah which is like oh thank god it's not just targeted at us yeah one last gripe though you guys is the Seattle police because we mm-hmm. called the police at 8 30 both times 
And they showed up right before closing time. Cause, but only because we called them back and we are like, we have to leave at 5. So is anybody going to come? I'd like to get a police report number. And then they would send somebody. Cut to you in the back of a police car with her hands cuff on your back. But, talking shit on the Seattle Police Department. <laughs> but the second time, like, I started to move my filing cabinet back to my desk because it was all askew. And my coworkers were like, don't touch it. I'm like... They're not going to dust for fingerprints. Like, this is... Nobody was murdered. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not... Sadly, it's on... It's low on the priority very list. Very low on the priority yeah. list. Like, my hit and run. I got hit by a car. In my car. I'm sitting in my car. This person, like, rear-ended me. Or they reversed out, hit my front. They took off. I got their license plate number. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, you're number 338 for the week. So we're probably not going to get to you. Uh, this happens all the time. I was like, and you don't do shit about it? Like, yeah, we can't. There's not enough people power to investigate these 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 kinds of incidences. But did it mess up your car? Uh, it did not. So what if it had? You would just get there and... I'd just call, go through insurance. File a claim. Right. And then if insurance wants to pursue it, then they get the license and then they pursue on their own, apparently. Mm-hmm. So we are priority number one in the eyes of the police department here yeah priority number 500 <laughs> but um yeah so that's that story yeah. i've been burgled now four times oh yeah how about you um once in my i twice so once in my parents house when i was in high school um that was bad because they ransacked everything damn yeah like clothes were strewn about um they took uh, the big stereo system that my dad had. Um, like, I never had cash, but I think I did have cash for whatever reason in my wallet. It was like 100 bucks. And that was a lot for me to carry around, and mm-hmm. they stole that. Um, but that was happening a lot in Minneapolis with Vietnamese families for whatever reason. Huh. They were doing a, like, a, I don't know who, but they were focusing on, um, on, our kinds of families. Rude. Yeah. And then once when I was in college, um, they broke into my apartment with my roommates, two roommates. And that left me with like some PTSD. Because I was like, that happened, whatever. The next week I was walking home from from campus and uh, it was nighttime. And this person like was behind me. And when I turned around, they're like running towards me. And like I freaked out and like almost hit the floor, but they just kept running past me, like they're trying to catch a bus or something. Mm. And I was like, and I just like had a, a moment, like, okay, you're going crazy, calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. So we all have so our moments. Yeah. yeah. All this my bike is what they did as well. <laughs> Sads. That is sad. <laughs> um, so yeah, leave small businesses alone, everyone. It's messed up. Um, but speaking of small businesses, Uh-oh. I walked into um, a bookstore recently, and um, it was super cute. And then I noticed that there was this huge spider in the window, and it was kind of interesting, right? And you had like this very elaborate web, you know, like Charlotte's Web style. But it was like a real spider, not like a Halloween thing. No, it was a real spider, like. The body was like the size of a quarter. Okay, a wolf spider. It was huge, right? And so I was like, I was talking to the 
the owner. Is that like their pet? When I was like, do you know that you have like a glorious spider in the window? She's like, oh yeah. I think we named it Claire or something like that, right? Which is fine. And then she said to me, and I think it's a mama because we've noticed like all these other baby spiders around. I was like, okay, at what point are you like, this isn't cute anymore? Like, are you gonna have a spider infestation? It was inside. It was inside. Uh, okay. Does that freak you out a little bit? It doesn't freak me out, but it does make me question the owner's sanity a little right? bit. It's great. But if you notice baby spiders around, uh-uh. Like, relocate it outside. Right. That's like a, a good idea. If yes. you don't want to smush it, right. relocate it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Those are sp- Spiders do not scare me at all. They do don't. they scare you? No, but I just feel like I don't need to see 20 baby spiders crawling about in a space. You know what I mean? That's well, and weird. the point of a spider is to keep the insect population, you know, kind of under handled, I suppose. Right. An ecosystem, if you will. Yeah. Yes. And so it's not really doing any good being being inside your space. It needs to be outside. You think? Well unless it's unless there's a fly yes. unless they have a fly infestation. That is true. Yes. What bookstore was this? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not trying to <laughs> mess them up. <laughs> but yeah, there was a spider in my sink this morning, and I'm like, I tried to let it live for as long as it could. <laughs> but then it looked like it broke its leg, and I was just like, <laughs> Bye. put it in the toilet. Oh, yeah. Sorry, spiders. <laughs> not really. Um, so you had texted me while you were away. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know. you what did I say? told me Lord have mercy. you were watching Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, your favorite show. But you had tried before, and then you weren't into it. No, that's not true. I had started watching it with Aaron. This was back in the day when we used to like try to watch TV together. together. Uh-huh. And he's just not into like silly comedy like that, uh. like extra, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like. I was like, I just knew that at some point I would come back to it. I see. And so that was this past weekend. Cause I was surprised that you were watching it again. I was like, oh, she's back on it. Yeah, Are I'm almost through it? season one. Are you into it? Yeah. Okay, got it's it. It's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gets better and better and better. <laughs> so it's like season four now. Season I think four is yeah. just on Netflix. I'm on my second viewing of season four of the. Whole- <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so funny. good. Oh my gosh. Speaking of shows that we love and we could watch over and over again, mm-hmm. did you see um, that that uh, burglary or robbery? I don't know. I'm getting everything all mixed up now. Mm-hmm. But in Liverpool, England, no. this guy was stole a bunch of beers from a grocery store. Uh-huh. And so the police, they must be better in Liverpool, they found a picture of him like uh-huh. from the grocery store security cameras yeah. and they put it up on Facebook. Okay. Do you know this person? Well, he looks shockingly similar to David Schwimmer from Friends. Really? I mean, and it is so funny. And like David Schwimmer has gotten involved saying oh, like, listen, goodness. I was in New York. <laughs> I have an alibi. And so the Facebook comments are hilarious oh, because they're all like friend memes. I see. Like friend jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That's funny. Well, they're never going to find that guy now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, also, I was having a conversation with somebody about friends, and she's younger than us, 31 or 32, and she just said she can never get into friends. I'm really? like, well, yeah, you're done. Too bad. Because that's that's like my favorite TV show <laughs> of all time. I don't understand how one could not get into it. I finished Will and Grace. I told you that already. I finished it and I want to rewatch it again. It's so good. Um, 
And I met, so I wanted to watch the whole thing and then watch the new stuff mm-hmm. on Hulu. But the new stuff is gone already. What? Like, you can only watch, like, from episode 13 of season one. That's wild. I know. So I'm highly disappointed. I didn't think Hulu was supposed to be like that. I it, like, they were they, supposed to have everything. They, they went away. So I'm trying to figure out how to get those other episodes back. So if you guys know where I can go to complain to Hulu, or I can actually watch it on Hulu, let me know, because that makes me sad. Yeah. They're, I think they're funny because I'm nostalgic for the original Will and Grace, mm-hmm. but they might be a little bit cheesy. And Now? Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it with my own eyes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of NBC, which mm-hmm. Friends and mm-hmm. Will and Grace was an NBC show, yeah. I think Megyn Kelly is fired. Thank God. I mean, she was kind of terrible. terrible. So this is just like fresh news, so hopefully we're not hitting y'all too late. But a couple of days ago, she was on her terrible NBC show, Megyn Kelly Today or whatever, and she said that she thought dressing up in blackface was okay. was okay when she was a youngster. And as long as you were playing a character... Um, that it was okay. Okay, white lady. So, uh, I mean, my question is, yeah, Megan today has been canceled. Yeah. My question is, I understand that sometimes you do want to kind of toe the line of being controversial, but come the fuck on. You can't do that about race in 2018. Like, how can you say that you think that's okay? But like, even if you secretly think that, mm-hmm. You're a public on-air personality. Right. Why do you think that's okay to say? Yeah. I'm so confused. Right. I mean, it might My have, mind is burgled. Like, it might have been okay amongst your, like, your white homies. friends yeah. in our white community. Correct. But it was never okay, like, on, on the, a broader spectrum. Yeah. Anyway, so. she got Al Roker mad. And it takes a lot to make Al Roker mad. <laughs> oh, my God. Does it? <laughs> he is just a jolly guy. And he was like, uh, she can send, you know, me an apology, but she owes an apology to, like, everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Anyway, so she's gone. But Bye. honestly. I'm not going to miss her at all. Well, I feel like. How long like did she last? A year? Two not, years? Maybe. She started at the beginning of 2018. Okay. So not even a year. Um, I feel like this was just an excuse to get rid of her because. Which is great. I don't care. She had terrible. She had very pedestrian ratings. Mm-hmm. I like saying that word, pedestrian. <laughs> Middling to terrible. <laughs> anyway, bye, girl. You've got plenty of money. I will not miss her. Go back to Fox all. News. I mean, she got paid a lot of money for that show. Seventeen million a year. I wonder if I wonder how much of that she gets. I don't know, but she was just. It's, I was thinking about this at my desk. Like, who thought that Megyn Kelly would be a good like right. morning show warm personality? She's a cardboard cutout. Yeah. She's so boring. Hire us. We'll take five hundred thousand a year. This was low budget. You know what I'm saying? We can handle it. Why? Yes. We'll just do it because it's uh-huh. fun. We'll do like that whole Hoda, Kathy Lee thing. Oh like my gosh! But then drinking the wine. Got 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 got. I don't understand that drinking the wine at ten o'clock in the morning. Like, I, do you really have an appetite for wine that early? No, I think that they're just trying to. They're they're pandering. To, to the, the audience. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, getting into it, uh, that's our gripe for today. We're just, we're talking about like all 
bars and booze. Booze. Boozers, users, losers. Oh, so then that's the title of the show, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. Boozers, users, and losers. Losers. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, you want to jump into it? You yeah, so like? this was like... Well, when did you start drinking, drinking? Were you like I was a teen? S- yeah, I was in high school. Uh-huh. We um, went to... <coughs> did they ever have like a beach week when you were in high school? Where I everybody in Minnesota, girl. I know, no, but you had a car. Or like a lake. Like every at the end of the school, mm-hmm. everybody... They had like um, maybe like the senior night out or something like that. A senior party. You think I went to it though? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I was too cool for that. So my... In South Carolina, when you're done with school, you get a chaperone. It's generally a chaperone that is fine with you drinking. Anyways. Yeah, to take you to the beach. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not your parent. But it's, okay, so if there's 10... Girls. Girls going, there's 10 chaperones? No, 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 no. Oh, one chaperone. Maybe two. Okay. And first of all... Okay, so, let me, so your mom let you drink, great. Pretty much. <laughs> Under the premise of like... No, mom, I'm not gonna drink. And she'd be like, "Okay, uh-huh. Allison, I trust you." But then, yeah, I drink. Um, so my junior year and my senior year, my junior year was probably the first time I like drank. I remember it was like wine coolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the gateway drink. It is <laughs> that or Boone's. Yes, Boone's wines. And so that was, but I mean, I think I waited pretty late. It was like the the summer after my junior year. That seems pretty late to like start. Putting your toe in the drinking pool. Oh, okay. What about you? Um, 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 so my parents actually owned a liquor store when I was growing up. Okay. And as a rebellion to that, as one does you as a teenager. You broke in, you burgled them. No, I didn't drink. I'm I was just like, going to keep that. I am that. not drinking ever. Ooh. So I did not drink um, until I was 24 years old. What? Uh-huh. So I thought I waited a long time. <laughs> yeah, so, but I was going to like, to bars and clubs before that. Mm-hmm. And I'd always order a Diet Cherry Coke. Look at you go. <laughs> it's just like a Diet Coke with the cherry exactly. stuff in it. With grenadine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was my jam. <laughs> um, you were such a good person. And then... Staying so be. 24. It's my golden birthday. I decided to have a drink. And it was a Midori Sour. It's green. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting now. But it might be good at the time. I guess. So So that was my drink of choice. Um, until so I got to L.A. We went out one night. I had a few too many Midori Sours. Woke up in the middle of the night. And I had eaten, like, a veggie hot dog that day. Were you a vegetarian then? Mm, I don't think so. But I threw all over my, my bedspread. Oh, gross. And it looked like little eraser heads. <laughs> Like all over my, and it was like an ordeal to like clean it. Yeah, it took me the whole next day to to feel right. Mm. And so since then, no more Midori sours. Like know. ever, ever. What's the alcohol in that? I don't even know Midori. Like, I want to say it's is that a, a liqueur. It's a liqueur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's green. Yeah, it's green and it's nasty. As I definitely egg. had like a. What was that martini? Like an apple martini? That's on my thing. That had That's a moment. I definitely had a few. When of those. I was in LA, you could not go to the Abbey as a gay person and not get an apple martini. That was such an a- apple teeny. An apple teeny. Okay. It was green and it was delicious. And there's like a slice of apple in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they cost eighteen dollars, but you were living your best life. Not in North and South Carolina, they did, but yeah. <laughs> 
It was $18 because the bartenders were ripped and had no shirt on. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, my first foray of like going to bars and everything, yeah. I was so afraid of looking stupid uh-huh. that I would like scour TV shows and movies for like what they did when they got to a bar. That's hot. So I could like emulate it, it. Uh-huh. and not look stupid. But yeah. inevitably all I ever did was say, I'll have a beer. And I'm like, but how do they know what kind of beer you want? Right. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. You know what I mean? And, they, and then the bartender asked what kind. You're like, um, <laughs> you glitch out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They didn't do this on Friends. Exactly. I don't know. They just said they wanted to have a beer. <laughs> That's hot. So I did the same thing. But, um, you know, like you would see people mixing drinks, right? To make a cocktail. So this is back in the day when Zima was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I was at like a house party and I didn't drink. I didn't know anything about it. And so there was like Zima and orange juice. And I thought that it was it was like very cool to like mix those things together okay. and like everyone was like looking I'm like um but that's not a mixer you're not supposed to do that I was like oh it's just what I do it's like just ridiculous <laughs> wait the bartender's still no 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 that? this is just a house party oh okay yeah okay. just other other people around watching me mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like next on my one of mine was and I've noticed this more specifically with men than women mm-hmm. when they criticize somebody's drink order uh, have I, you seen that i know people like that because they yeah, we all this... know assholes <laughs> we all know assholes yeah they so i know people that have an attitude if you go to like a mexican restaurant and you don't order tequila like if you order like a cosmo at like a mexican restaurant well that's odd it's a little what <laughs> having cosmo yeah. or whatever it is i'm just saying that like i don't it, it, I'm, I still don't care about... Yeah, I'm such a hypocrite. I'm like, this is my gripe. Oh, that's a little bit odd, though. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I have been in two instances. One was actually with my, my company. Like, we went out to a happy hour, and somebody that was working with us didn't drink a lot mm-hmm. and ordered what somebody else thought was a girly drink for a dude, oh. for a guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, seriously, that's what you're gonna get?" And I'd be like, "If that's what he wants, then let him get it. Then let him get it." Yeah, that's annoying as fuck. And that has happened with another, and it's only with guys because you know it's you have to man up and bro out. You know, let's smash the fucking patriarchy, shall we? The patriarchy <laughs> always is holding us back. <laughs> but how is that different than going to? A Mexican restaurant and getting that's why I said I'm a hypocrite. Okay, I just want everybody to know, you guys. That. Did you hear that? So she's admitting, you know, that she's like fucked up in the brain a little bit. Okay. Everybody's fucked up in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't say that I would not if it was a close friend, I'd call them out on it. I'd be like, Really, a Cosmo? Mm-hmm. And like, if it was you, I'd yeah, be like, that's really so a Cosmo. 2000, 2000 and late. <laughs> I said that this weekend. You did. Because my friend that I was with was, like, talking about how somebody's hair looked better than hers. And they were, like, these mermaid curls. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mermaid curls are, like, 2008. Oh Your hair looks better straight. You see all those rhymes? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, I guess I had my heaviest drinking period mm-hmm. when I lived in San Diego. Because I lived how in... How long ago is this? This is, like, 10 years ago, I'd say. Yeah. 
and I was um, living in first in what's it called Hillcrest, and that was like where all the bars were, and you could have like there was like a shuttle that took you from one in Hillcrest to the other, just to to go to bars. That's nice. Um, so it was very convenient. I just step out my door and I was there, mm-hmm. um, and I you know thankfully didn't have to drive anywhere. But I can remember how, like, so many times just, like, stumbling back into my apartment, like, falling on the floor, waking up, and there was, like, just vomit on my on the oh ground. My God. I mean, there were wood floors. Thank God. <laughs> if we had been friends at this time, yeah. I might have staged an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I might have needed one back then. Did anybody in your life care enough about you to do that? Or only Allison, your good friend? No, I just drank in shame. No one knew this. Oh, know? really? Yeah. They didn't know that you were barfing everywhere? You didn't have a, you didn't have a roommate? <laughs> I would say it happened like, you know, once every four months. Okay. So it's not You're like, making it seem like it's every no, weekend. No, it wasn't a, uh, every weekend thing. No. I mean, but enough to like, if want to look back at it now, you know. Yeah. It's not cute, obviously. I feel like we're going to have an interruption here. Yeah, we are. I'm going to pause it. You can come in. So did anything kind of stop you from doing that? Or like, what was the transition? Yeah, I mean, I w- that wasn't... I was just tired of barfing. It wasn't your brand. No. You know, like, this exactly. is not my brand. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what am I drinking myself into oblivion for? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when I started to be like... Right, I don't need to go out all the time. Mm-hmm. Not here anyways. Because it was like, I felt like I needed to recreate the fun I had in LA when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. You know? And then this was like, I was in my early 30s. I was like, I don't really need to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a natural progression because lately I just feel like, like I was, you know, with my friend this past weekend and mm-hmm. we were at our college homecoming and I was talking to my mom after it telling her downloading the weekend and I'm like we really didn't drink that much because if you're not drinking to get drunk what's yeah then you don't need more than one drink a night right you know what I mean right it's just something to like hold on to which is like a whole other thing thing. exactly that's a whole other thing right how come it's not chocolate bars that we're carrying (laughs) around with us right it's specifically booze yeah and so when I was in San Diego I was seeing a therapist there, and he actually encouraged me to drink. Okay, that's... Isn't that weird? Do they just give licenses to anybody? (laughs) Because, I mean, and it's like, I know because, you know, you're you're just so anxious, and if you have a drink, then at least you're, like, more calm and more sociable. It's like, yeah, okay. And so I followed that advice, you know, to an extreme, probably. Um, But I think it's so odd. It's so arbitrary, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, why aren't we carrying chocolate squares and, like, using that as our social device? Yeah, because chocolate does release dopamine. <laughs> you you know? know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, unless you're sober because you have an alcohol problem, mm-hmm. it's pretty much expected that when you go to any social event that you're going to be drinking at right. it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like those expectations thrust upon me. <laughs> I just want to do what I want to do. How can we change this paradigm? <laughs> I mean, obviously we're influencers. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't talk about that. 
About what? When I ran into an influencer in Charleston. Oh, you did it. Talk about it now. Okay, I'll talk about it now. (laughs) So there was a person, I'm not going to say her name because that's rude, but there was somebody that I was following on Instagram as an influencer. Uh Uh-huh. And they were like a mild... uh, Celeb. Instagram celeb. Well, they have like 45,000 followers. Okay. So it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. Lauren Conrad kind of influencer, (laughs) but... They lived in Charleston, and I thought that was interesting and, you know, whatever. So I'm out shopping in Charleston, and I walk into this boutique, and I see her, and I recognize her, Mm -hmm. which, and I knew exactly who she was, which made me feel like I really haven't run into any famous celebrities, because if I recognize this Uh (laughs) mildly (laughs) successful Instagram influencer, like, I would recognize, you know, Reese Witherspoon or somebody on the street. Right, right. But I was the whole vibe was like so weird because she was in there with her husband, which obviously they're making money from this her Instagram feed and oh, her really? advertisements or oh, whatever. Okay. And they're in this boutique and it's a Thursday afternoon and they're in there for like a solid well, I was in there for an hour, but like I was on vacation. They were in there and I'm just like, Is this your life? Like What were I'm you doing though? Shopping. Okay. Wasting time. Both of them? Uh-huh. I wasn't into it. Why? I don't understand. Because I felt like they need to be doing something more. <laughs> like, if this is your life, being an Instagram influencer, uh-huh. like, shouldn't you be at home, you know, curating your pictures and stuff? Like, just maybe be- they were buying for the curation. <laughs> it just made me, it just made me feel so weird. So at one point, my friend that I was with, we were standing next to each other in this boutique, and I like started whispering to her, like, "You see that woman in the jeans? Like, she's a." And she was standing right beside me. I was like, "Oh well." Did she hear you? I don't know. I was oh. whispering, but she was literally like, I was talking to somebody like this, and uh-huh. she was like right here. <laughs> so that's that's an aside. I ran into an influencer in Charleston, but uh-huh. I had unfollowed her a uh-huh. while back. Is that weird to uh, like like? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking if I saw someone that I don't know in real life, IRL. Yes, would I go up to them and like, oh my god, I follow your gram. There was just no, weird? yeah, there was no need for me to say that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I recognized her. If it you is- should have said, I used to follow your grand bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. Okay. So then um, my friend was like really into this person's story. And so she started like reaching out to people she knew in Charleston trying to figure out. Oh. And apparently like she was a, a wedding photographer like everyone else one day. And then the next day, like overnight, she was an Instagram influencer. Oh, interesting. So... Just the luck of the draw, I Yeah, guess. who knows? But she gets to shop with her. I think mostly it was like, and this is patriarchal, again, because I'm a hypocrite. I'm like, can't the husband be doing something on his own self? Like, why is he following her around in this boutique? <laughs> that would not fly with me. I'd be like, Ron. Can I get some breathing room? Yes. You need to go. You go start your own Instagram. Okay. GTFO. <laughs> Y'all know I need my space and my breathing room. <laughs> and I might need a drink. And back to booze. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I don't know about the whole let's get a drink to be social thing. I mean, we all do it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is that played out, though? I feel like the I mean, older, old. yeah. the older we okay. get, maybe the less it'll be a thing. I mean... And this is so weird how this happened, but y'all know I did that sugar-free cleanse, mm-hmm. and for 
14 or 15 days, you're not supposed to drink alcohol. And then that was like the easiest part of the cleanse for me was Mm -hmm. not drinking. But then after that, it was almost like my taste for it had lessened considerably. And that's the point. Is it? Of of that sugar-free. Some of it is. Your palate changes. Boom, baby. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) And still to to now, I'm like, oh, I don't need anything to drink. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go straight to cocaine. Yeah, the good good stuff. And then heroin. (laughs) Um, So did you go to bars a lot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done the whole bar scene. And that was just to get crunk. Yeah, and it just seems like... Does, who Do people enjoy going to bars? Exactly. Is it <laughs> is it just something that you do because it's a thing to do? Or do people actually enjoy going? I did not enjoy going to bars to go to bars. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted to... When I was doing it, I wanted to meet people. But I was such a like a painfully shy introvert that um, I'd only go to a place that had a dance floor so mm-hmm. I could dance. So I said be in the mix of people. Um, but I didn't find it enjoyable just to go to bar to go to bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there have been times that I've had a lot of fun at a bar and it's mostly with when I'm with a group of people right. and we're able to get like a good spot and I can sit, sit down. Right. Have like, your purse out there and not worry about it. I'm not going to put my, my purse on the dance floor and dance around it. Yes. <laughs> but like the whole thing of like waiting in line and trying to make a par- get a bartender's eyes uh-huh. so they can see you right. and you know, none of that is enjoyable. No. I would much rather be sitting on the couch <laughs> watching Friends. Exactly. Um... Yeah, and so I was thinking about when I drink, and most of the time it's it's with people. Mm-hmm. I rarely drink by myself, right? But I did go have a drink last week. I just needed by yourself. Yeah, you just had a moment. Yeah, I was actually starving, so I went to a place set at the bar because it was quiet, and I got a cider. Um, which is all fine, right? And like I said, it was an empty-ish restaurant, bar. And a woman came up and sat next to me, right next to But to there were stool. other spots open. Yes. And I roll. <laughs> and she said, do you mind? I was like, no, that's fine. I was thinking, no, I don't mind that you sit here, but I will I mind. I do not want to talk. If you are talking to me, I yeah. will not be having any of it. And she could not stop talking. So what did you, did you say anything to her? Oh, well, the thing is, so other people came. So there's all the people around. And she was one of those people that just makes comments just to make comments on anything. Like mm-hmm. what was happening on the TV screen. You know, oh, like, are you here by yourself? Not not to me, but to the person next to me, thank God. And it was just like a running commentary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so aggravating. So I was like, I, this is why I don't sit at bars, because I don't want to talk to anyone like the bartender including included right i think there's sometimes that you know when i go out with friends that they prefer sitting at the bar which i've always found to be curious you know mm-hmm. i would much rather have a table right i can like 
it's going to burn us out. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> when you're just by yourself, I feel like they would prefer you sit at, at the, the bar. At the bar, to not take as much space. Yeah. Which is sort of what but, my mentality But also, too. that's a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was just odd. Like, I would never... Like, I don't prefer sitting at a bar because I don't want to talk to anyone, typically. Do you... I When I go somewhere and I'm by myself... I've talked about this before, like when I went to Starbucks that one day, when mm-hmm. I had a um, babysitter for Charlotte, because Aaron had been out of town for a long yeah, time, yeah. and I had like two hours to myself, and I was like, I want to go sit at a coffee shop, and I want to read my book, mm-hmm. and I I know how to like put a guard a up, yeah. so people won't talk to me, uh-huh. because that is a nightmare of mine. Correct. I do not like talking to strangers. Right. But this woman did not take she social was not cues. Getting, ugh, you know no wonder, no. It didn't, it did not... Because you could tell that that people were like kind of turning away from her, but it didn't matter. She was just still talking and talking and talking. Sounds like a few people I know. <laughs> Here, let me write it down. <laughs> Can you read that? I, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, <clears throat> that's what makes it hard to go out by oneself. Right. Do you take that into consideration? Uh, You're um, like I might have to talk to somebody. Well, that's the thing is like if I go out for like a meal, I'll bring it back home. Mm. Yeah, but at this particular, moment, I was feeling like, oh, let me be out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday, and I went outside. <laughs> That's my brand, y'all. <laughs> so one of the reasons why, what kind of spurred this whole convo gripe, but I didn't think that there was enough meat around it for both of us to like make an episode, was. There's this new culture that's popped up in the past five or six years yes. of like a mommy needs wine culture. Yes. So, and I'll, I had read an article um, that I think was generated by the Today Show, which is funny that that's popping up again. But it was about this woman that had kids, and then, you know, as is typical and normal, after you have kids, like, you're just completely overwhelmed. Yes. And so she went on Facebook, and she, like, found some groups to join and vent and have, you know, a rapport with people. Have a community around parenting. Good word. And it was, like, she found that, like, wine groups, and then... She thought that, you know, since other people were drinking wine at the end of their day, like, it okayed her to continue to drink. And it got so bad to where she was drinking, like, two bottles a day, and then she had a problem, and then she had to go into a rehab community. Mm -hmm. Almost wrecked her marriage. I mean, it almost, like, took everything away. Now, obviously, that's an extreme case. Yes. But I sent that to you, and I was like, I think we can make something out of this. Right. But it's also the attitude of the groups, though. Tell me more. About the, oh my God, my kids are so exhausting. Mommy needs wine now. <laughs> I love hearing that I mean? come out of Kai's mouth. Do you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. It's like, just like it's this incredible burden, you know? And yeah, parenting is hard. Yeah. But is it really cool to say like your kids are so, they're just so much that, that you can't cope? I don't think it's cool. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's what it feels like yeah. in these groups. Yeah. And if you look at, I went to Ama- onto Amazon and looked at, I typed in mommy wine, pages and pages and pages of, of merchandise geared towards. So gross. You know, mommy, mommy juice. It's, like, it's a wine glass. No. And it's, it's this, this entire culture mm-hmm. of, um, That's going to go on Christmas coping. gifts not to get. <laughs> exactly. Anyone. So I did the same thing. I logged on to Facebook and I typed in mommy wine. And it was just like page after page of these community groups. So mommy needs wine. Why mommy drinks wine. Homeschool moms who drink wine. Oh my. 
The Wine Mom Chronicles. Mama Needs Wine. Here's a good one. Mom Life, colon, love, prayers, and good wine. So now you got good old Christian Christian moms doing the wine uh-huh. thing. Right. Mommy drinks wine, and here's why mommy drinks. So that kind of goes into your explanation just a second ago of my kids are so bad, I need to drink wine at the end of the day. I don't know. I think that there's like a culture of overindulgence that people are okaying, and it's not okay. Yeah. Like, I'm never my best mom when I'm drinking, when I'm overindulged in wine. Like, mm-hmm. you will rarely see me at a party or anywhere where Charlotte is near where I'm, like, drinking to overindulge myself. Right. But isn't the other conversation, too, like, parenting is hard. Is it hard to admit that, though? Do you know what I mean? Is it hard for people to say, this is tough. I might need help with this parenting thing. Yeah. Instead, they're pouring wine over it and trying to make it dull ha-ha. it, yeah. dull the pain. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, my first reaction goes to we all have choices about what our life looks like. You know what I mean? And I've, I've talked about this like on our parenting episode where I could be a stay-at-home mom, but that would not be good for me or for Charlotte mm. in our relationship. Right. You know what I mean? So that brings up that homeschool moms who drink wine. Like, you have a choice right. on if your child goes to school or if you stay home with them. Um, you also have a choice on the number of children that you have. Mm. Like, Oh, shit. She said it, y'all. <laughs> y'all ready for that? I mean, Aaron and I have made a conscious decision to just have one child. Mm-hmm. Mostly, like... For my anxiety, for our relationship, right. for like being able to do the things in life that we want to do, mm-hmm. and adding more than one person that you have to take care of on top of more than one person and more than one person, yeah, I can see where that gets overwhelming, but I right. don't think that alcohol is the answer. Right. It's sort of the, is it a coping mechanism versus it being a self-care thing, right? Yeah. Like... Maybe scream into a pillow or go to meditation or go to yoga or something. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, you need to find something that you're able to decompress. Yes. Like, find another hobby rather than drinking wine. Drinking wine is not a hobby, no matter how snobby you get with your wine. Right, and drinking wine is like putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound, right? There's, like, a bigger problem if that's the only way you know how to cope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do a podcast with your best friend. (laughs) Read a book. Um, and it's also this distinction between someone who can have a glass of wine and someone who can't not have it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you can't not have it, like, you're an alcoholic. He said it, (laughs) but he is speaking the truth. And get help, you know? And then it'll help everyone. It's better for everyone. Yeah. You know? We're getting deep today on the gripe. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like the older I get, the less, quote unquote, cool it is to like really go all out with right. alcohol. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have your your times where you drink a lot, but it's like right. those are few and, and far, far between. between. That's what I think too. Like I, you know, I don't think that has there's been... It's not regularly an occurrence where I need alcohol to take the edge off of something. Mm-hmm. When you do that regularly, then there's a bigger problem happening. Yeah. Right. And you're 
life and it might not might, might not be the booze itself it might be something else yeah. you know look into that with our friends Paul and Kate that we get with together regularly we always say like we just have a tendency to like over drink with them mm-hmm. and we always say that we're not we can't party out on the first night but we do it every time <laughs> every just, single just time just set the tone no yeah. further of the trip it's like the first night we go all out and then after that it's pretty tame oh but that just is once a year when we see them. Yeah. So I think there's always going to be instances like that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlotte is tucked at home safe with her grandparents. Yeah. I mean, so. also, it's the, this time that we live in, too, where, like, you know, you're looking at people's highlight reels on their social media. Yeah. And you probably feel like, oh, God, like, their lives as a parent are so, it's so great. And mine, I'm struggling. I can't handle this. Yeah. Where's that mommy juice that I need to, you know, <laughs> make me feel... Mommy's grape juice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My liquid patience. Is that a cup That's that you that saw? That. Liquid patience. Merciful father. <laughs> I can't with these Amazon sellers. <laughs> right? So I had a really nice pair of, like, soft pajamas that I was sleeping in that <laughs> Bella chewed up. Uh-huh, the crotch, probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is also why I'm sorry bringing her to work. She gets mad at us and chews up things. Wow. Anyway... So then I had to go get some more pajamas, and I saw one, this, like, super soft T-shirt, and it was, like, one of those wine shirts, and I was like, well, it was, like, rosé, okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've never, like, this is against my brand, <laughs> but it's on sale, and it's really soft, so it'll be my pajamas. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's a nighttime only kind of Oh, yeah. yeah. Over my dead body would I wear that out. Mm-hmm. Watch me and Edmunds catch you at fucking QFC shopping. Rosé, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my last gripe is people that are our age, and by that I mean late 30s, early 40s, that are still talking on the social meds about drinking. Oh, yeah. No, don't do that. It just makes you look kind of sad. Right. I did participate in a boomerang cheers this past weekend, but uh-huh. it wasn't my idea. I just participated. <laughs> if somebody says... Okay, we have to boomerang our cheers. I'm like, mm. okay, you can't see me, so I'll just do it. <laughs> it's just my hand. It's just my hand. That's participating. You can leave me out of the tag on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I'm speaking of somebody in particular that I know that um, is my age and is always talking about, like, the money they spend on beer and alcohol. And, like, it's pretty much, like, every every... Like, that's part of their curation uh-huh. on social media is, yeah. is beer. And it's a woman and just, you know, every, what they like and where they're going to and how many breweries they've gone to in such and such town. I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't got nothing else to talk about? I mean, if you're fancy enough to have, like, a wine cellar, like, that's... Yeah, but we don't know anybody like we, that. We certainly do not. <laughs> no. I did know. Remember that... that um, the private person I was teaching. Oh, yeah. They had a... They, I mean, it was like a room. It was a crazy-ass wine cellar. And it was filled to the brim of stuff. Like, are you ever going to get through this stuff? Yeah. Or are you just collecting it to collect it? It's different. You know? Yeah. It's a different world. Yeah. I can't speak on, on those alcohol tendencies. Um, I'm certainly I'm not that shocked fancy. by it. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Guys. Some, some random thoughts about... That um, the boozing, the losing, and the using. That's such a good title. <laughs> and so organic, too. Just came <laughs> from your brain. Um, next week, we're talking about the hate you give. Oh, that's next yeah, week. Yeah, November Excellent. 1st. 
So make sure that you guys are reading it and you're all caught up on bookie times. Um, yeah, it's a great book. I finished it. How long did it take you to read it? Um, I feel like it's more of an easy read. It's a super easy read. Cool. Yeah, so if you haven't started it, you, you still time. have time. Yeah. Yeah. The Hate You Give, which is now made into a major motion picture. <laughs> and we will be seeing that as well. Sponsored by The Hate You Give. <laughs> I think gripe listener Sarah is going to come with us. Oh, she I'm asked if it. she could come. I'm into it. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll see you all next week. And um, <gasps> bye-bye. Bye.